Good to have your company on this Wednesday morning. Julian Hill, MP, joins us on the program. Julian, good morning to you, mate. G'day, mate. How are you? Not bad. Anne Rustin, has she let the cat out of the bag insofar as the cashless welfare card? Well, there's a confirmed plan, it's clear now, to put pensioners onto this cashless welfare card. And in her words, uh, we're seeking, of course, to put all income management onto this card. Mm. Um, the government signalled its intent in recent legislation to put income management and welfare recipients onto this privatised card, which keeps 80% of people's pension or social security payment. They can't take it in cash. Well, let's hear from means... Anne herself. Sorry to interrupt you, mate. Let's hear, yeah. just to put a, a bit of context to it, let's hear from Anne Rustin herself. Um, whether there is a conversation that the Australian public would like to have about the broadening of the use of the card. Well, given that success, does the government intend to roll this out nationally and make it compulsory for all welfare recipients? Well, I think the conversation that we need to have is about the, the value of the card, the advantages of the card. The new technology has been, um, has been a real game-changer in the ability for the card to actually provide additional value to participants. I think initially there was a, a very strong view that the card was around dealing with gambling, alcohol and drug-related social harm in community. But what we've seen with the change in technology is it actually has become a financial budgeting tool so that people... Blah, 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 blah. Uh, look, um, as far as I'm concerned, you can dress as much mutton up as you like, throw a stack of makeup and lipstick on it, it's still going to be mutton and not a lamb. Uh, at the end of the day, it is forcing Australians who have worked all their lives... Moving on to a pension, they're entitled to some welfare from the state. It's forcing a third party, a private equity firm, <laughs> to basically dictate where and when they can spend their money. Well, if, if this change gets through, if the government gets its way, it means that people's spending will be controlled by the government. Um, it means that pensioners wouldn't be able to buy second-hand goods, uh, may not be able to give you know, cash to the grandkids, can't buy cheap food at the local market. Um, if the RSL wasn't signed up, they couldn't have a meal down the RSL. But it puts the profit motive for this private company, which has already made untold millions. They won't tell us how much the contract $12, is. $12,000 a card, Julian. 12000 bucks. Yeah, I wish I came up with it. How do I get a contract that's, like that? That's more than a part pensioner gets in an entire year. Mm. It puts the profit motive there. So this company would be the only mob that benefit from the expansion. But... The government's already got a working group set up with the big four banks involved who are also looking at how they can get a piece of the action. I mean, the welfare system, the social security system, should be run by the government for the benefit of people and pensioners who've paid taxes all their lives, mm. not for private companies to take a profit. Well, the minister's been dodging me for a while. Um, we keep getting all these notes from her office. We've put in requests after requests for Anne Rustin to come on the program. The latest I've got is, uh, you know, a, uh, a sheet, a cheat sheet, if you like, that tries to debunk all of the claims. Uh, claim one, the cashless debit card cannot be used to buy groceries and does not successfully block the sale of alcohol, blah, blah. Participants need to travel to supermarkets that accept the cashless debit card. Uh, they say that participants are not blocked from purchasing grocery items and the cashless debit card works at all supermarkets that have an FPOS machine across Australia. Uh, they go on to uh, provide all sorts of other uh, rebuttals to what they think are myths. But, I mean, I've heard plenty of anecdotal evidence to suggest otherwise. Well, they're still trying to sell an awful product. Um, this should not be forced on pensioners. 
the vast majority of pensioners manage their money perfectly well. They know where every cent goes. And the government, you're right, Anne Ruston, the minister's been dodging this. The government's very sensitive about this. They don't oh, want. Yes. They, they don't want to get asked, but they refuse to say uh, that they won't force pensioners onto this card because that's their plan. It's clear from the legislation they introduced. Um, people are not silly, though. Your listeners are not silly. The only way to stop this abuse of pensioners and having this card rolled out will be to see a change of government. It's the only way to send a message. They've been trying this now for years. The bill in Parliament was two years ago, mm. and this is their plan. It's clear as day. And Actually, it was on your program, Marcus, that when you had Elbo on a few weeks ago, that yeah. for the very first time there was a clear commitment, you broke the story, um, that a Labor government will scrap the privatised Indu card and we will not force income management on any community that doesn't want it. Well, look, again, I just hate the idea of privatised welfare. Uh, I hate the idea of, uh, uh, I don't know, um, corporates being involved in the doling out of public funds because it, it's, there's, it opens up a, a whole can of worms. There's conflicts of interest that could possibly not be avoided and all the rest of it. I'm, I'm just not... I, I can't see it happening. Uh, and I can't see Australians putting up with it. If I was your mob, I'd be heading to the election with one of... This is one of the key selling points. This and the attack on Medicare. If you can't get that across the line, then I'll, I'll give up. For goodness sake. Yeah, well, this mob are addicted to privatisation. You know, we busted that plan a few years ago on Medicare um, when they were trying to privatise whole chunks of Medicare. Uh, well, we've seen that attack on Medicare to... resurface. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and, you know, we caught them, as Christine Olgate broke that at Senate Estimate, their secret plan to privatise Australia Post. You know, at every turn, they'll try and find a way to give their corporate mates a bit more profit from the taxpayer. These things, the welfare system, Centrelink, should be done by the public service in the public interest. God knows we've got Cheap. enough of them. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's cheaper to deliver services that way for the mm. taxpayer. And people can be assured then that the people delivering the service are acting in the interests of the public and the taxpayer. They're the values that sit around the public service, not a private company. Yeah, and look, there is a stigma, rightly or wrongly, attached to this sort of card, the cashless debit card. Uh, I mean, we know why it was initially set up. And, I, and look, I don't disagree with it being in place for those that perhaps want to go on to some sort of system, but it needs to be operated by the government, not a third party. If the government wants to control in a way... Uh, where, you know, maybe in troubled communities, whatever. And if people... It, it needs to be voluntary, not compulsory to begin with. I mean, there may be some young people that do need a bit of a hand in, in budgeting and they want to make sure that their commitments are met without wasting money. I don't have a problem with any of that, but it should come with education rather than being forced onto a card that's operated by a private company. I mean, we should not be corporatising welfare at any stage. No one should be forced onto this card uh, and the card, sh where, it, where it may have a place, exactly as you say, where a community resolve amongst themselves and come to the government and yeah. say, we think there's a role for this and it should be a, a service run by the public, run by Centrelink. Mm -hmm. um, and you're absolutely right, you use the word stigma. That's the word which keeps being reported by people and pensioners are scared of this. Um, the shame, the stigma that comes from having to go into a shop as if you've done something wrong simply for being on the age pension, which you've earned. Yeah. Um, it risks the government controlling where you can spend your money. But those points also about low-income people 
not being able to get best value for their for their money is really important. You know, buying cheap food at the market, having a meal at the RSL, um, buying a second-hand washing machine if you need it, not paying top dollar, that's actually how a lot of people get by. And this card removes the ability for people to do that and shoves it into the profit stream. Yeah. All right, good to have you on, Julian. We'll talk again soon, mate. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Julian Hill uh, making perfect common sense. Uh, The cashless debit card should not be rolled out nationally and all Australian welfare recipients should not be put on this thing. Absolutely not. It's the corporatisation of welfare and as Julian rightly points out, you know, it won't be about supporting people who deserve a helping hand. We've all earned it. We've all paid taxes. We've all worked, you know, particularly if you're approaching pension age. You've worked your entire life. You're part of the backbone. Of, you know, you've built this country. Why should you be forced onto some sort of third-party corporate card in order to receive what's due? I just think it's ridiculous. 13, 12, 69, the open line number. Do you agree, disagree? Let us know. 22 after 7.